Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. If you use a smart speaker, you can always ask Alexa to enable the SOS radio skill. We're talking about embracing God's love when you don't really like yourself on SOS Radio. We're talking with Sandy Brown, and she's an author, and she started Christian radio stations in St. Louis. She's even worked with Focus on the Family. Hi, Sandy. How are you? Good, Scott. How are you doing? So we've all heard Jesus' commands, you know, to love others as yourself, but that sounds great because generally we're thinking, yep, my pride, yeah, I could talk about myself all day long, but how does God look at me? How am I going to love other people? But you went through a spot in your journey where you realized, you know what? God's love is hard to fully wrap my head around because I'm not really feeling like I even like myself. Yeah, I'd never heard any believer acknowledge that, that God loves me, but I don't like me. And man, I was scared to death to say it out loud, but it was the truth. And what do we do with that? It's not that I didn't know he, I knew he loved me and I knew that intellectually and I had experienced that, but emotionally my feelings didn't match up with that. I knew I did not like myself. I told myself things like, no one likes you. You're not pretty. You're a failure. And even though the facts of my life, maybe not didn't sync with that. It's what I felt. So yeah, I went to a counselor and said, "Ah, I've never heard anyone say this before, but I love God. I know he loves me. And for some reason, I don't like myself. And I don't think he would want me to feel that way. It's not God honoring. It's not his best. Can you help me? So your counselor, her name's Michelle Calk, and she actually wrote this book with you. It's called Healing Out Loud. But as you started to unpack that and say, you know what? Why don't I like myself? Is this something from my past? Is this something that's unmet expectation that I've just kind of buried through the years? Or is there just something about the way that I feel inside? What did you start to uncover as you started taking the bold step to actually ask the questions? What I discovered was that I was telling myself messages that got planted in my heart years and years and years ago. It was unbelievable to me that things that happened when I was five or six or 10 years old, I was still playing a message in my mind that I had taken from that. And now it makes complete sense. But honestly, when I was in the middle of struggling, I didn't know the connection. And so, you know, my dad leaving me and wanting to take my brother with him and not me, a message attached that was, well, then see, Sandy, you're not wanted, or you're not lovable, or you're not good enough, or he would have wanted to take you. And and again, I didn't connect the dots, but once we navigated through it in counseling, it made so much sense. So yeah, it was shocking to learn that past pain that I thought I had put a lid on, put it away, had moved past from. There were messages, though, that I had not moved past from, and those needed to kind of be unpacked, looked at, evaluated, okay, what's shame? What's a lie of the enemy? What's the truth? What's just hurt feelings? And so that now when I struggle or have a trigger, I can identify, okay, that, that's just not true. But man, until you do that, until you look at some past pains, they're very much with you, even though you think you've moved past them. And I think as busy parents and as career people, we tend to like stuff some of our frustrations over time. And it's like the pain of the past or it's things that were unmet expectations. And it's almost like we're burying some of those things alive, but they're still there underneath the surface. And over time, they sort of turn into layers that we don't even know how to start to dig out. So true. And it's pain avoidant. I don't even think that I intentionally was stuffing anything. I certainly was. But who wants to run to a hot stove, all right? We, <laughs> we avoid pain in all kinds of ways. And most of the time, it's a really good thing. But there's something better than avoiding it. And that is unpacking it, learning from it, processing through it, 
feeling it fully, which in the moment isn't fun. But once you do all of that, then you can put it in its place and be emotionally present. And I thought if I just put a lot of really good things in my life now that it would cover it up. I thought if I just loved God a little bit more, it would cover it up. And none of those things were the answer. It was walking towards the pain, looking at it, feeling it, acknowledging it for what it is, and then processing, okay, I can, I can take these things from that experience. I can release these things. And we're not tethered to the pain anymore. We are actually more emotionally present and emotionally healthy. We're talking with Sandy Brown on SWS Radio, and she's an author and a broadcaster in St. Louis who's started Christian radio stations and built ministries to serve the needs in her community. Sandy, back in 2019, you realized there was some trauma from your past that was messing with you in a way that it affected the way you felt about yourself. And during some of your counseling sessions with Dr. Koch, who you wrote this book with, you're encouraged to share some past abuse and some trauma with your husband, who you've been married to for like 30 years at the time. I mean, what did you learn about resetting communication where you're like, there's some things here that are big and bold and scary to talk about? I had never shared with him in our 30-year marriage some very real pain points in my past. It wasn't that I was hiding or that he was unsafe. I was unpracticed in being honest emotionally. And when my healing journey got to that point, okay, you're ready to be vulnerable with somebody. I was like, man, you're asking me to, it feels like you're asking me to get naked and walk out in a busy street. Like that's what it feels like to me because I was unpracticed at it. But that first conversation was so good for me. It was difficult to start, to start sharing and putting words to my past pain. But once I did, I received a gift in that because once I opened up, he was able then to accept me in this new way, love me, care for me, give me the gift of acceptance that I never would have had had I not had the courage to be vulnerable. And yeah, if you've never done that, you don't know it's okay to do that. You feel like it's scary or that it's going to end poorly. But once you take a little bit of risk, open yourself up honestly, and then are able to receive the gift back, oh man, it was such a gift. So yeah, 34 years of marriage and had one of the most vulnerable conversations with my husband that we've ever had. And now that was the beginning. We've built on that. And it's such a gift that I gave him and such a gift that he gave back to me. Now, Sandy, what do you suggest? I mean, what have you learned about being honest emotionally and opening that up when it's so scary to do? I've learned that it's scary. I've learned that usually the reason we don't do it, it, there's a specific reason why. And I've learned that I wish I would have done it earlier because there's nothing scary about the truth when you're speaking it with safe people. And I've learned it's what God invites us into. The truth sets you free. He is our freedom. He, he invites us to speak the truth in love. Like It's just all there in Scripture, and I knew it all intellectually. But until I walked through it emotionally, I didn't realize the fullness of freedom, the fullness of truth. And I've learned that I'm not the only one as well who has been in this inner turmoil, especially as believers. We don't think we have the right to say we're struggling because we think that means that we're a weak Christian. And so I've learned that, hey, let's be honest about that too. There are reasons and God doesn't shame us or condemn us for that. He invites us to be honest with him, with other people, and then we receive the fullness of what his grace and what love from him and other people really feels like. It's amazing. 
Our culture, it distorts identity in so many different toxic ways. And we're talking about that with Sandy Brown on SWIS Radio. And she's an author. She's written three books. And she leads Gateway Creative Broadcasting. And when people see your success, Sandy, they see a successful leader. They see someone who's volunteered with a lot of different nonprofit organizations. They see a woman who hosts a top-rated radio show that reaches like half a million people every single week. I mean, when you started this journey of healing out loud, what a God show you about rethinking what identity actually is? It was an important part because I saw that in my life too, right? A family that I love and that loves me, a job that I love, ministry, like all of that. I saw that too, but my emotions weren't in sync. I felt bad inside. I felt unloved, unwanted. Friendships were hard, like all of that. And it was such an amazing thing to think through, okay, Now that I'm learning the freedom in Christ in what it means to be emotionally healthy and to heal, what does that do to my identity? (laughs) I don't have to chase after feeling good on the outside to try to cover up feeling bad on the inside. Who am I? And one of my challenges that my counselor gave me was to create, what does God think of me? What do I think of myself? And those were questions I'd never asked myself. And, And it's an exercise that you as a reader are invited into when you read the book too, but what do I, who am I? And I knew the answers. I'm a child of God and I'm a wife and I'm a mother and all those things, but what does God think of me? And to start thinking of myself in those same ways that he treasures me. He just doesn't have an obligatory love for me because he loves the whole world, but he treasures me. And so what does that relationship look like? And not in a boastful way or a prideful way can I treasure myself, but it changes the voices we hear inside that are negative when we realize our standing with God. I mean, what do our emotions tell us about how God created us to be, Sandy? You know, I knew intellectually and spiritually of of God's love, but learned is that just like God has a unique creation of our lives, He knit us together in our mother's womb, He has unique purposes for us, He has a unique identity for each of us. He also created our emotions. And so when there's something out of sorts with our emotions, those are like warning lights uh, that can lead us to discovery of of what needs to be worked on. So I've, I've learned that my emotions are a gift. My emotions are unique as well, as is my identity. And when all of those things start working in tandem, as he created from truthful, honest experiences with him and other people, that's what we were created for. We were created for relationship with him, certainly, but also a healthy relationship with ourself, a healthy relationship with those around us. There was just some work that needed to be done on on all of those relationships. And counseling has led me through that, a healing of, of my relationship with myself. I didn't even know I had one, my identity, understanding who he's created me to be. And so it's really, it's really when we're working as we were designed to work as the way he created us emotionally, spiritually, physically, all of it in an honest way. We're talking about how to embrace God's love when you don't really like yourself. And we're talking with Sandy Brown today at SWIS Radio. Self-sabotage is defined as when we're actively or passively taking steps to prevent ourselves from reaching a goal. And, you know, so many people struggle with it. They may not even realize that they're doing it, but whether it's the negative voices in our head or just like that lethargic feeling, you find yourself in these positions today where you don't want to be in those positions. And Sandy, I know you had that feeling all too well, and you wrote about it in this new book, Healing Out Loud. But what helped you to actually silence the negative voices and get rid of the spirit of self-sabotage that just kept creeping up? I think it was a tipping point. And honestly, I also think it was, I remember an encounter I had 
And I was having a conversation with her once and she acknowledged that she struggled with this inner voice of feeling inadequate and would always speak negatively to herself about herself. I feel the same way, but if she feels that way and she looks the way she looks and has all that success and accomplishment, maybe our struggle is not rooted in truth. And that just really sat with me to as I prayed about it, like, God, if there's something that I'm struggling with here that's not rooted in truth, I've tried getting these negative thoughts to go away by praying more and reading scripture and, and saying I'm sorry and just wanting to do better, and they weren't being ushered out. But it was when I said, God, if there's some truth here I'm not seeing, then I, I want to see it. And that's when I reached out to a counselor, which really I saw as a truth speaker in my life, she could look objectively at my past, help me navigate through some things, connect some dots for me. And that's what it was. It was being willing to look at my life from a vantage point of truth. I didn't want to look at it from a negative standpoint and shameful standpoint. I just wanted to go, God, if there's something here that I'm not seeing, I want to see it. And to me, that was the beginning step of reaching out for a counselor and of discovery, just what was under the surface that I couldn't yet see. Well, thank you so much, Sandy. The new book, Healing Out Loud, How to Embrace God's Love When You Don't Like Yourself. We're talking with Sandy Brown. and Michelle Koch, Ph.D., wrote that with her, who's one of her friends and is her former counselor. Thank you so much for sharing with us today, Sandy. Thank you. And I just invite anybody who wants to go on a journey, take the first step. You're not broken. You're just wounded. And there is a healing journey. There's a map in the book as well called a healing map that shows you how to start where you are and move towards healing and hope. It's possible. Thanks for streaming Scott Harold's podcast from SOS Radio. If, if you're one of our regular listeners, would you consider giving it a five-star rating? It really helps spread the word.